everyone. This is Alan Schimmel of DevOps.com here for another DevOps chat. And the uh, our guest on today's uh, DevOps chat is Madura Maskowski. Uh, Madura, welcome and thanks for joining us. Great, Alan. Thanks for having me. Uh, excited to be here. Yep. And and Madura, I, I didn't mention in introducing you, you are with Platform 9, the Correct. open yeah, source as a service company. Correct. That's exactly right. Yep. So I'm a review product and co-founder at Platform Line Systems. Um, and what Platform Line does is we pioneered a unique model, a SaaS-based model for deployment of um, complex open source cloud-native frameworks such as OpenStack and Kubernetes. Mm-hmm. And you know, beyond sort of that kind of tagline, Madura, I, I believe I. Was it your co-founder or CEO that I, I might have interviewed at, I want to say it might have been the DevOps Enterprise Summit. Uh, yeah, it must be. Yeah, and it, w- it was kind of my first introduction to Platform 9, and I, I was kind of taken with the business model. I, I thought it was interesting, and, and unlike anything I had seen to that point. Um, beyond, As I mentioned, Madura, beyond the uh, – kind of the tagline. Can you give our, an audience really a sense of what it is Platform 9 is doing? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, as we started, our roots come from VMware, right? That's where myself and my co-founders spent about seven plus years. Um, mm-hmm. and a common theme that we saw um, working with mid to large size enterprise customers at that time was the amount of struggle they were going through um, trying to realize this um, vision of a private cloud, which was a concept that had started becoming popular for about a year or so at that point, right? And the reason for it starting to become popular was because public cloud had set such an exceptionally high bar for how easy it can be to consume infrastructure. Um, But yet enterprises, um, customers of VMware or otherwise, uh, were really failing to live up to that high bar and then create an equivalent offering that utilize their internal resources that might be based on their data centers or or, uh, or in a hybrid way, um, but, but create a similar and seamless interface for their internal consumers to consume those resources. Um, so Profiline started with the vision uh, that uh, it should be easy, um, fundamentally as easy as consuming a public cloud for anyone to consume resources from any infrastructure endpoints, whether they're private or public or hybrid, right? Um, and we wanted to do this using the best of breed open source software um, that that's available um, because we also felt strongly that open source is going to be the new norm um, of how cloud infrastructure is consumed. Um, so specifically what Platform 9 does is our very first product offering was managed OpenStack or OpenStack as a service. Um, and what that model means is that uh, we deploy a uh, the OpenStack control plane um, in a SaaS-hosted manner. So the control plane is just deployed outside of our customer's data center, um, and then it integrates with their uh, data center or their public cloud endpoint via a mechanism of um, an, um, an agent. Um, an agent if you have a private infrastructure, um, and then the agents become liaisons between your private infrastructure and our cloud-hosted control plane. And if you have a public cloud, then we have drivers that integrate directly with that public cloud endpoint. Um, so that's really how the model works, um, and it lets you get up and running with OpenStack in a matter of minutes. Um, now, we've repeated the same model with Kubernetes, which is the most popular um, uh, 
container orchestration framework for building your applications using microservices paradigm, um, where Kubernetes is also deployed as a SaaS-hosted service um, on the infrastructure endpoints of your device, so private or public endpoints. Got it. And, and, and of course, now, when I look at it, Madura, I see, okay, so you had the OpenStack kind of offering OpenStack as a service, and now you, you, you know, big into the Kubernetes and containers. I, I have to assume that, and, and maybe I shouldn't assume, let me ask you, how, how quickly is that OpenStack market growing? So we've seen a pretty significant growth in our OpenStack customer base um, just year over year in 2016, right? Um, we were at about 50 customers strong. Um, and, you know, there, there, there have been multiple um, statistics or reports that that uh, forecast a pretty strong um, overall growth in OpenStack revenue um, for 2017 plus as well. Um, just yesterday, I think I was reading um, an article that was mentioning a uh, multi-million dollar uh, projected revenue growth in an overall OpenStack market, right? And in the fact that Fortune 500 are going to be consuming, increasingly consuming OpenStack. Um, so, um, you know, uh, even with containers, uh, virtualized infrastructure footprints are not going away anytime soon. And the big big challenge that uh, enterprise customers face um, that, that we see is, um, you know, on one hand, they're looking to save uh, save some, you know, save some money by converting part of their currently virtualized infrastructure into uh, open source Linux KVM and, and use OpenStack um, versus going, say, uh, an entirely VMware route. Uh, or on the other hand, uh, you know, uh, some customers uh, start by being 100% public cloud consumers, but then realize that that's a very expensive model uh, at scale, and hence want to go to more of a hybrid deployment where part of the infrastructure is hosted um, privately or in a uh, service provider data center. And in both those cases, Platform 9 is an extremely good fit um, because we support both VMware as well as KVM and because of our as-a-service model. Got it. Um, and what about Kubernetes? I mean, and maybe it's because I live in a DevOps bubble, but that, that seems to be kind of taking off, huh? Kubernetes is taking off in a pretty significant way. Um, you know, we 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 saw we knew or we felt that Kubernetes is going to start building this level of momentum um, about a year or so ago, uh, as we were looking at the different container orchestration frameworks and evaluating them uh, for the pros and cons, right? And the other two popular ones are Docker Swarm and uh, um, and and Mesos and Docker Docker was is in its very early stages with its offering at that time, but uh, the the primary reason for Kubernetes being so popular is, uh, I would say, for sort of three important factors associated with it, right? Um, one is from project maturity perspective, it's one of the most mature projects. Uh, it was built inside Google and, and, and embedded inside Google before it became the open source project that it is today. And um, it has a pretty significant thriving community outside of uh, simply Google developers um, who are uh, actively contributing to it, um, a new version comes out every three to four months, and the pace of innovation is just astounding. Um, and and in three, it has a number of uh, enterprise customers publicly vouching for it uh, by showcasing their use cases and examples of how they're leveraging it. Got it. And um, 
Madara, let, let's let, – we got that straight. Let's talk a little bit about uh, recent news from uh, Platform 9. Do you want to share with our audience? Absolutely. Um, so we shared two pieces uh, of news uh, recently, um, uh, actually just a week ago. Uh, the first one was that managed Kubernetes uh, are offering, which has been in beta for about six months, uh, is now generally available. Um, so we've had the uh, the opportunity to have the offering beta tested with about a couple dozen customers since um, it became, uh, since we announced it uh, around June of 2016. Um, and so now we are uh, excited to share um, with the world that uh, it, it is generally available. Um, and what it is, again, is pure play Kubernetes uh, that's deployed as a SaaS managed service. Um, we think it's uh, industry's first uh, infrastructure agnostic Kubernetes as offering, uh, Kubernetes as a service offering because it lets you consume both your private and public infrastructure. Um, and it comes built in with a number of enterprise readiness features like um, multi-tenancy, single sign-on, code management, uh, as well as being able to deploy highly available um, Kubernetes clusters. That's um, great. And I, I definitely, again, I, I just think there's something I think the market desperately needs this kind of um, uh, offering. You know, I remember, I remember when OpenStack first came out, and and actually, if you remember, Cloud.com, Martin Mickens, I think, was involved in that one, and the other one, and the, you know, several other companies, and it was really, you know, at that point in the evolution of, of migration to the cloud, it was important that people were able to get sort of all the pieces in one box, if you will, cloud in a box, for lack of a better word. <clears throat> but in today's world, that that even that paradigm doesn't work, right? People want as a service. So if they can get a, a Kubernetes kind of infrastructure as a service like this and agnostic, it's fantastic. Also something called Fission. Was, was introduced as well, yes? That's right. So that was the second part of our announcement, which is we announced a new open source framework called Fission. Um, and what, what it is, is it's designed to be the de facto open source alternative to AWS Lambda. Right? Ah, okay. okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No worries, Alan. Um, so just some context behind it, right? Um, you know, when it comes to serverless, AWS has really uh, made Lambda extremely popular, right? And, and introduced the uh, this new paradigm um, of, of uh, function as a service. Um, but a, a problem with with it that we see is um, is the fact that it locks you into AWS ecosystem. Uh, because Lambda uh, is fundamentally designed to integrate with all the other Amazon services that are offered um, in their ecosystem, um, but it doesn't necessarily provide our Fox built-in integrations for the most popular open source tools and frameworks that uh, your developers might want to use. Um, and it, it kind of goes back to our uh, an important thesis that we've always uh, held, which is uh, the development community um, loves to embrace the right sort of tools that let them do their job well. Um, they like choice, and they do not like being told uh, or being restricted to, to a set of offerings uh, only. Um, so those were some of the motivations behind Fission. Um, now, uh, Fission is also built um, on top of Kubernetes, um, mm -hmm. and by having that focus on Kubernetes, um, it, it has an added advantage that it 
simplifies consumption of Kubernetes as well. Got it. <clears throat> so let's let's talk. I mean, in my mind, you, you know, the company's positioned with these Kubernetes offerings to really take a leadership position in the mar as we see. Um, as we see, you know, Kubernetes and containers really kind of explode onto the scene. What's next for Platform 9? So, um, you know, Kubernetes and containerization is a is a big part of our, our roadmap and our strategy for 2017 plus, right? Um, we just started with managed Kubernetes going generally available. We have a ton of um, work ahead of us as part of our roadmap uh, and, and what we've heard through customer feedback as well, uh, truly making the, the offering um, cloud agnostic, um, enabling as many cloud endpoints as our customers would like us to to offer with built-in integrations, um, uh, providing ability to create uh, federated clusters across these cloud endpoints. Um, so in, in a nutshell, really realizing that hybrid, true hybrid container as a service vision through managed Kubernetes offering. Um, that's one, and the second big part is again, um, Fission, right? Fission has just gotten started as an open yes. source project looking to make it uh, the de facto way of running function as a service with within Kubernetes. Um, so we're looking to work with the CNCF, uh, the Cloud Native Computing Foundation, um, and we're looking for the Kubernetes community to really start embracing it. And we have, we're seeing some excellent uh, grassroots um, early uh, traction adoption. Um, you know, the 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 community. Someone in the community recently built a .NET plugin for Vision, um, Vision out of box support Python and, and, and Node.js, and we've been building support for Go. Um, we've been hearing of folks who started using Vision on top of their internal Kubernetes deployments and are telling us about their use cases. So these are all excellent points of feedback. So we wanna we wanna grow and build on that. Got it. So, Madura, as I promised you when we, we before we came on, you know, the time goes so quickly. We're already uh, past fifteen minutes, but it's okay. I, I think we got a great, uh, at least a taste of what Platform Nine is all about, and perhaps we could find out more on a, on another uh, another DevOps chat, or maybe an article here on on DevOps.com, or Container Journal, as you know, the Kubernetes stuff certainly lends itself to that. Madura, where can people find out more information? So the best way to find out more about everything happening at Platform 9 is by going to our website, platform9.com. Um, you can also follow us on um, Twitter. The handle is at Platform9Sys. And um, Fission has its own website, fission.io. Um, and you can also follow Fission on Twitter as well. The handle is fission.io. Um, so that's that's the best way to stay on top of all Platform 9 news. Fantastic. Well, Madura, uh, and I'm still mispronouncing your name probably, I apologize, Ms. Kasky, thank you for being uh, this episode's guest on DevOps Chat. Continued success of Platform 9, and, and please keep us posted. I you know, I, I love the open source angle. I, I love the, the Kubernetes sort of as a service, the serverless stuff with Fission. Very, very exciting stuff you guys are doing over there. So please keep us posted, and, and best of luck. Thanks, Alan. Thank you for having me. Uh, this was uh, a lot of fun chatting with you, and absolutely, Lou, uh, we'll keep you posted. Absolutely. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com on another DevOps chat, and we hope to see you on a, another one, another chat 
hopefully soon. Have a great day, everyone.